I'm Marianne Kolbesak McGee, Executive Editor at Information Security Media Group. Today I'm speaking with Dana Megan Rossi, Director of Information Security Threat and Vulnerability Management at medical device manufacturer BD. Dana Megan will be discussing the company's process for identifying and disclosing security vulnerabilities. So, Dana Megan, for starters, please describe what's involved with BD's coordinated vulnerability disclosures. For instance, does BD work with outside security researchers who look for potential security vulnerabilities in medical devices, including BD's products? Does BD have an in-house security team that also works on identifying potential vulnerabilities on its own? Describe the process, please. So BD has a very robust coordinated vulnerability disclosure process. In fact, we are one of the first medical device companies that has publicly talked about our commitment to coordinated vulnerability disclosure. And we're very proud of that process and the transparency to our approach to vulnerability disclosures. And I can sum it up pretty much into a process that's called receive, assess, and communicate. So we work quite often with security researchers. We have our website where folks can reach out to us. We work hand-in-hand with security researchers and really welcome them to be a part of our process. They help us make our products better. They help us to find things because technology is going to age. And eventually, everything is going to come to the surface where you're going to need to either remediate or mitigate a potential vulnerability that's discovered. So we're really happy to have security researchers reach out to us, let us know about things that they find. So we have a process where folks can reach out to us through our website. And then we have what's called a PCERT team, Product Security Incident Response Team, And the PSEARCH team's job is to work really closely with the security researcher and be that internal liaison and facilitator for our R&D teams, our quality teams. So we really have a community of practice here at BD. So internally, what happens is we receive a vulnerability disclosure or, or some kind of potential security issue from a security researcher. And what we do is then we walk through the assessment process. We take a look at it and we say, is this a vulnerability? Is this something that could impact our product? And regardless of whether or not there's any type of patient safety issue, we're always going to disclose and communicate within 30 days. We follow that FDA guidance and make sure that that is an essential part of our transparency. So internally, we receive it, we start to assess it, and we've got teams on staff in our security department whose job it is to do red teaming, blue teaming, so security architects, and we look for these types of issues. We work with the researcher, and then we extend that collaboration to work with the Department of Homeland Security, with FDA, and with HISAC to make sure that we can put together a responsible disclosure that lets our customers know, here's what we found, here's what you need to know about this, and here are steps to take to either remediate it or if it cannot be completely remediated, to mitigate it, including things like physical security, not just technical issues, but if any kind of closeness to the device is necessary 
to carry out a potential exploit, that's something that we have to work in partnership with our customers to let them know about. Because ultimately, if we don't tell them about that, then they can't fix what they don't know. So, Dana, Megan, how would you assess the state of medical device cybersecurity in general these days? Are manufacturers and or healthcare provider organizations becoming more proactive in addressing medical device cybersecurity now versus in years past? And what's changing and what needs to be done? Absolutely. I think it's really exciting to see what's happening with the state of medical device cybersecurity now. About five or so years ago, if you said product security, a lot of folks might not know what you're talking about. But there's more and more awareness as companies are coming to the forefront, particularly I'm very proud to work at BD, where we've been front and center on coordinated vulnerability disclosures, the approach to transparency, partnering with our customers and security researchers to make sure that we're driving the partnerships across the industry and really collaborating on a lot of different projects. Projects from one that I particularly am very proud of, uh, the International Task Force for the Healthcare Sector Coordinating Council, where we talk about best practices globally, not just within the United States. We also have different working groups that we're a part of. I had the privilege to work overseas for several months over the last year before COVID happened, and I got to pair up with a security researcher, Bo Woods, someone who is a co-founder of I Am The Cavalry, and we taught a couple of classes on incident response, coordinated vulnerability disclosure in New Zealand. And then I was also able to lead some different external-facing courses across Asia and in other places around the world. And it's been such an incredible experience to see so many continued partnerships happening, so much collaboration and openness, because at the end of the day, we're all partners in it together. We're all part of the same healthcare ecosystem. So the more that we can partner, the more we drive transparency, the better we're going to make products and the more it drives patient safety, which is our ultimate goal. So Dana, Megan, what are some of the top cybersecurity threats and challenges facing medical devices and how are those threats and challenges changing? So it's it's interesting. So some of the threats and challenges are that you have technology that's aging while the threat landscape is continuously evolving and adapting. So the threat landscape is constantly changing, particularly during this time of COVID. And yet you can have technology that is sitting in a hospital for many, many years, over a decade. And so the constant threats that are happening and emerging every single day still need to be tackled. And it requires a partnership because at the end of the day, we have more and more sophisticated threat actors that are coming to the table where it's their job to get dressed and come to work every day and think of new ways to exploit potential vulnerabilities within the healthcare system. And healthcare is very unique in the fact that we are protecting patients and all of our families, everyone at some point is going to be impacted by it. And so we really want to make sure that Every hospital and every patient is really accounted for when we're looking at this, not just from a cybersecurity perspective, 
but a holistic patient safety perspective and understanding that sometimes it requires not just a remediation, but mitigations and ongoing dialogue that has to happen. So not necessarily a technology issue itself, but a partnership and collaboration issue, knowing that we have to continue to get closer as the industry evolves. So, Dana Megan, as you look at various cybersecurity vulnerabilities that are found in medical devices, does there seem to be certain themes or certain issues or certain types of vulnerabilities that seem to be most prevalent? Are there certain areas that, for instance, with legacy devices, you know, these A, B, and C tend to be issues, but now in new products that are being designed, they're being addressed, but yet these legacy devices are still kind of a a challenge because of those issues. Yeah, there's always going to be challenges when it comes to legacy devices. And I don't know if we can particularly bucket everything into one type of category, but I would say that in general, we have to constantly stay vigilant with legacy technologies. It's always going to change. It's rapidly evolving. And considering that medical devices sit within a healthcare environment where we're not just looking at a device within a manufacturing system or industrial control system, we're looking at technology where we think about how doctors and nurses operate, right? How we're going to be wearing protective gloves and other types of different ways in which we operate within the healthcare environment that's a little different from other technologies. So at the end of the day, it's not one necessarily type of vulnerability, but it's making sure that we're keeping up with legacy technologies in the way that we're operating and communicating that back out and coming up with any kind of mitigation strategies that are are potentially possible and constantly trying to communicate that back, knowing that hospitals are dealing with a plethora of, of different types of devices out there. They don't just have BD devices. They have devices from a lot of different companies, and that's a lot to manage. And so it really comes down to having that really strong communication and looking at it as a whole and understanding how can we keep up with the way that hospitals are operating and the way that they need to operate to keep up with whatever is is happening in the current environment. So with that all said, what's your advice to healthcare sector organizations, the providers out there who are juggling, you know, all these different devices from all these different manufacturers and a lot of legacy devices. They're also dealing with COVID. Right now, any top advice in terms of how they can get a better handle on the security issues involving medical devices? Is there a set of tips or or steps that you sometimes see healthcare organizations missing? that they could apply and do a better job in managing all of this? Well, I think they're doing an absolutely terrific job with everything that they're juggling. My hat's off really to hospitals, healthcare providers these days. They're doing an absolutely fantastic job with everything that they've got going on. And my, my biggest takeaway is to continue the dialogue, continue to partner with us continue to reach out and be part of working groups because we can only do this together. Our devices sit within someone else's environment. And so we have to be transparent. And in partnership, 
we have to know how that piece of uh, equipment is operating within that environment in order to properly protect it and provide mitigation strategies. So the more we can do to keep working together in different public-private partnerships, different working groups, I, I know the pressures that are on healthcare right now are absolutely tremendous. So we will do everything that we can to continue to communicate and reach out through coordinated vulnerability disclosure and whatever we can do in the interim to be part of those working groups and proactively keep the dialogue and the transparency going, all the better. And finally, how is the COVID-19 pandemic impacting any of BD's own medical device cybersecurity activities? Well, COVID epidemic has really had such a, a unique impact on healthcare. We have seen unprecedented levels of cyber attacks go up since COVID really started, when, especially when folks started working from home, primarily in the United States. And it's been a very, very unique time. And so what we've done is stayed incredibly vigilant. And through our partnerships, we continue to work with the U.S. government, with customers, with governments around the world to make sure that we're constantly looking at the emerging threat landscape, matching up what we're doing, and providing proactive communications back out. It's really quite an interesting dynamic to see what is happening right now. And knowing that that hospitals are continuing to see ransomware attacks and other types of threats to their environment while they're protecting all of us and working so hard, especially first responders, as they're dealing with the, the constant influx of, of new numbers of COVID cases that are going up. So we're doing everything that we possibly can to stay vigilant, to communicate, and really look for all of those threats as we're seeing the numbers increase. Thanks, Dana Megan. I've been speaking to Dana Megan Rossi. I'm Marianne Kolbesak-McGee of Information Security Media Group. Thanks for listening.